And good day, this is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And let's start with prayer. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your truth. Thank you, Father, for your glory, your presence today. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you, Lord, that we undeservingly have you as our Lord and our Savior. We undeservingly have your word, your truth. We undeservingly have an opportunity to receive you, Lord Jesus, as our Lord and Savior and receive eternal life if we believe in you. We thank you, Lord, today for reaching out to your precious souls through these radio waves and through the internet. And we thank you for answering all their questions, bringing them to the truth by your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, we were beginning through the book of Romans chapter 6 last week, and we shall continue and I want to touch on uh, a topic of generational curses today. And um, we're going to be- begin by looking at uh, chapter 6 of Romans and verse 3. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus was were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So when Jesus was baptized into death, we were baptized into his death with him. When he died, we were baptized into his death. Even though this was over 2,000 years ago that this occurred, you have to take your mind uh, out of the trying to resolve it logically in your understanding, and trust by faith that this is the truth because it's the Word of God. So don't try to figure out how it happens. Just believe that this is what happened when you gave your life to Christ. Amen? So when Jesus died, you were baptized into his death. Now, if if Christ died and then you never got baptized into his death, that would mean that you you would still be walking as your old self. You would never have died to self. You would still be walking as your old existing self, and you would not be able to be born again because you'd still be alive as your old self. Your old self, the old self is supposed to be dead, but it's still walking around alive. That's what would have happened if God did not work this out so that when his son died, you too, believing in Jesus, were baptized into his death. It's absolutely essential. You had to die with Christ so that you could be buried with him into death in order that, verse 4 says, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So it's not possible to walk in newness of life unless we are first baptized into the death of Christ with him. Okay? But the, the absolute great news out of this is that we are able to walk in the newness of life as Jesus is as well. Because remember, the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. That means as Christ is, so are we. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That is great. Great is is he that is in you, he, Jesus. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, the devil. So Jesus is in you. He's greater than the devil in the world. 
And praise God for that. We'd be in trouble if it was the other way around. Amen. So verse 5 says, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. Now, let's before we continue, let's jump to Romans chapter 8. Same book, two chapters ahead, and we know that the verse, first verse and the second verse go like this. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And the King James Version of that adds to the end for, uh, to those who walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. But this is the English Standard Version. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Verse 2, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So Jesus, in his amazing obedience to the Father's will and not his own, went through this excruciating persecution, went through the whipping post, pay for our healing, and continued to go on to the cross to pay for our complete redemption, spirit, soul, and body, that we will become born again by way of being washed away by our sins, by the regeneration of our spirit that God gives us when we give our life to Christ. And so we are brand new, we are, we are no longer tied down to the old law of sin and death because Jesus has set us, set us free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed, the Bible says. We also know from um, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So, when you were born again, there, your your old spirit, it's done away with. Your, your 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 spirit becomes new again, brand new. But this time, it is not tainted with fallen man and the and the traits of fallen man, for based on the uh, the sin that occurred at the uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil in Genesis chapter three verse six, with Adam and Eve at, in the Garden of Eden. But now the brand new spirit in you, it is created in the image of God and it's no longer fallen and you are no longer fallen. You have risen and you may live in a fallen world, but you are a brand new creation. And some verses say, some translations I mean say a brand new species that has never existed before. So you are a new creation and the old has passed away. Yes, you may still have the same number of fingers and the toes and the limbs in your body. You may look the same in the mirror, or there may be you, you smile a little bit more often now. But uh, in, the body is basically the same. Uh, your mind at the moment of the rebirth is the same, although you have made a decision to give your life to Jesus, and that is based on your belief and your faith in Him and uh, the, the, the blessing of the Lord that he has paid so that you can be given a born-again spirit, brand new. You are now completely brand new, and the old has passed away. The mind 
is still have to be renewed uh, to the Word of God, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, so that you know what God's will is, that you may prove what His will is to other people, so that you may have a good understanding and not lean on your own understanding, but you can lean on God's understanding, reading scriptures, reading the Word, believing they are true, walking in them, and not thinking of uh, making up your own conclusions about something, um, especially if it doesn't line up with Scripture. So understand, there are multiple verses in the Word of God, the Bible, that show that you are brand new and the old has passed away, and that you were di- you, you were buried unto death with Christ, you were uh, raised with Him, that you might walk in the newness of life. And remember, Jesus said, I came to give uh, you life and that more abundantly. So where it says, we know that our old self was crucified with him. It says, in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. So your old self, full of sin, is now dead. And the blood of Jesus is responsible for washing away those sins, cleansing you of all unrighteousness, according to 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. And it, it's so that, if we continue in verse 6, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin in chapter 6 of Romans. God doesn't want you enslaved to anything except if if there were, if you wanted to be a slave to something, it would be a slave to the Lord. But don't think of it as uh, in those terms of a typical slave. We want to love the Lord. We want to walk with Him. We need to have a desire to spend time with Him, to read His Word, to understand His nature. Amen? So this is what we need to do. But the thing about it is that if we never understand that we are born again, that the old has died, our old sin is dead with our old body, we will continue to believe that nothing really changed. We might believe that we're going to heaven, but our understanding uh, basically ends around that area. So we need to we need to continue to to meditate on this truth of who we are in Christ, because otherwise. God has so many things for you on this earth. He has plans for you, plans to prosper you, not, not to harm you, but to give you a hope in the future. But the, the, the thing about it is that we have to be ready in season and out of season to go and preach the gospel or creation. But you cannot, um, you cannot necessarily tell someone about the Lord and who, what the Lord did for you unless you understand what, what happened and the fact that you're, you're brand new now in Christ and, your old self is dead because someone else is still going to be in bondage if you cannot convince them or you cannot um, uh, tell them from your perspective what happened to you. And if you can tell someone that is in bondage, in captivity, that the Lord sets you free, then that person will listen because they don't want to be enslaved. They don't want to be in some psychological prison uh, at all. They want any person that is sane would want to be delivered from evil, from entrapment, from uh, bondage, from control, from anything like that. So, now verse 8 says in, in chapter 6 of Romans, Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. So you live with Christ. Christ lives in you. He walks with you. Wherever you go, he goes. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. Amen. Well, um, uh, verse 10, For the death he died, he died to sin 
once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So no one would question that Jesus is not in sin, especially uh, and continually. Uh, Sin was placed on him at the cross by the Father, our sin, past, present, and future. He's paid for it all. But we must also consider ourselves dead to sin, just like Christ did. When he died, he died, and the sin went with him in, 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 in his death. But we went with him too. And the sin in our body went with him. We were buried with him, and we were resurrected with him. To those of us who believe in Jesus and are truly born again, this is what happened. So you know that when you go and get baptized in water and you go down under the water and come back up, it is, that, that is the public to, to confession uh, that you are serious about wanting to, to live a new life in Christ. Amen and that the old has passed away. When you go under the water, that is everything being washed away. And coming back up, you are walking in the newness of life. Only the only, uh, And the Lord is the one that provided that newness of life. Amen? So verse 12 says in chapter 6 of Romans, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. So here's the, here's the a reality of this. It's saying, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. So it's possible that you could be born again and sin is reigning in your mortal body, your physical body. So we have to decide to let uh, not sin therefore reign in our mortal body to make you obey its passions. So how do we do that? We cannot do it under our own strength. But we have a free will to say yes and no to every choice in front of us. So we must say no to the lusts of the eyes and the passions of the the members of our bodies. Amen. We have to say no. But when we say no, the grace of God gives us strength to, to plow on, to continue. And, you know, you may not be able to prevent the first look, but don't look a second time. Amen. And so that that helps me. It helps a lot of people. Uh, You may not be able to prevent the first look, but uh, do not look a second time. Because the second time, uh, the heart uh, grows more and more uh, in temptation with the thoughts. And uh, they can take root. And uh, But still, the Bible says that the Lord gives us a way of escape. But why, why test that way of escape when we... Uh, we we can simply say no, amen, and not look a second time. So we must not let our bodies obey uh, the passions of the body, amen. Do not present your members, uh, 13, verse 13, do not present your members, that means members of your body, to sin as instruments for unrighteousness. For, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. So these are all the parts of your body, and you know the ones I'm speaking of. Uh, Verse 14, For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law but under grace. Now what did we read earlier? Romans chapter 8, verse 2, For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So we must 
truly accept that this is the truth and we have been set free. Now, yes, we may look the same in the mirror, but we have to act like who we are now. We are brand new inside. Our, our spirit has been brand new, recreated, regenerated by the Lord, and now we are walking as a new creation. Will we still receive thoughts from the enemy trying to tempt us? Yes, we will, especially if we are born again because we are a target for the devil every day of our lives. But remember, with our past teachings that we've illustrated through the Bible scriptures, we've taught how that we are now seated in heavenly places in Christ next to the Father, far above all principalities and powers. That includes a far above all evil, far above Satan. Satan is not up there with us sitting next to the Father. Nope, he's beneath us, and that's where we need to keep him. He may play it or act like he's there with us and he's all spiritual and he's higher than us, but actually we are now in, according to the Bible, we are above him and he is below us. And that means that we also have the authority in the name of Jesus to command him to get away from our families, to cast him out of people, to cast these demons out of people, to cast out sickness out of people, because all these things are related to the enemy, the works of the enemy, whether it's cancer, whether it's a spirit of fear, spirit of anxiety, whatever it is. And we must, we must cast this stuff out of people. We must, because Jesus has paid preciously for, uh, with his blood with his body, so that you and I could be set free. So why with the knowledge that we have would we allow other people to go on living in bondage when they have the opportunity to give their life to Christ, be set free? And you can even use command sicknesses to leave from these people so that they can believe that because these signs are for the unbeliever. The signs of the, the the signs of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They are they are signs. Speaking in tongues is a sign for the unbeliever. Yes, it you can get interpretation from it. Yes, it edifies yourself and your spirit, but it is also for the unbeliever. So, use these things as instruments of righteousness, but uh, as testimony to the Lord and what good He has done for you. Tell them your testimony, but use these gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, against all evil, and subdue this earth. Remember Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. We are to subdue the earth, and this is what God gave man in the very, very beginning. So how does generational curses fit into this? Well, if you're born again, you're brand new. If you believe that 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 is true, which is therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. What gives you the impression that a generational curse can still be attached to you? Well, you might say, well, I'm, my, my mother had one, and so therefore, because that's my mother, I, I guess I have it. Well, if your mother's born again, she doesn't have it because, because you have been bought with a price by Jesus. She doesn't have it, and neither do you. If you're born again, you don't have any generational curses because they would have been severed with your old self. Generational curse, even if it did exist, it would have died with you, with Christ, buried unto death. And after you were resurrected with Christ, that generational curse would not have been able to come back up with you. Amen? This is the victory. 
of Christ. This is the victory of the good news. You have overcome the world. Amen. You are no longer dead to sin, but you are alive in Christ. And we must understand 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Let's focus on those words. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Well, we were all once children of the devil. He he owned us. We He was our master because we obeyed him at the tree in the Garden of Eden. So we forever were for, uh, for a long time until we gave our life to Jesus. We were under his thumb. We were under his um, uh, purview in the powers of darkness. We were, we were subjected unto those things. That's where we belonged. Generational curses, if you believe in them, they could have been there for you when you were not born again. Okay, because that is where in the powers of darkness, all evil occurs, all curses, all, all things, all things unrighteous occur there. Sickness, disease, poverty, murder, uh, everything evil, evil, every foul thing from a mouth, spells, hexes, curses, witchcraft, prayers, every um, all these things. They are traits of the powers of darkness because they have no righteousness. They have no good fruit in them. There's no love there at all. So you were bought with the price. Jesus paid for you with his blood because the Father did not want you to perish, remember? So he sent his Son for you that if you believed in him and you would, you would inherit eternal life and you would not perish uh, in the powers of dar- under the powers of darkness. And it also, the Bible also says that you were translated by God through his Son from under the powers of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved Son. So what does this mean? You were bought with a price. The Bible here says you are not your own. Verse 19 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 is very important. You are not your own. That means that you are someone else's. You are now Jesus's. God now owns you. You're, you have a new heavenly father. You have, a new, you have a new father and he's heavenly. You don't have a father that is the devil anymore. You have a father that's heavenly and he's righteous. He's good. He's just, but he loves you. Okay. And he would do anything for you that's righteous. And he's actually already done a lot of things. He's, the works of Jesus are finished. Amen. And uh, you now have uh, the opportunity for eternal life. But a generational curse cannot, cannot be transferred to a born-again believer because it has no right to, because it's not, not up to you whether it came over. It's up to Jesus. And do you believe? Uh, that Jesus would allow a generational curse to come through from your old new to your new creation. It's not in God's will. Uh, You just have to believe that the nature of God is such that everything went in, everything evil, everything bad, everything related to your sin was buried unto death in Christ when Jesus was buried unto death. And when you came up, and when he came up and was resurrected and you were resurrected with him, that generational curse was already staying down there. It was buried unto death. It didn't come back up with you. Now, if you walk around believing that you're just still under a generational curse, then you are inviting those types of behaviors into your life. You're inviting fear. You're inviting sickness. You're inviting anxiety. Because remember, whatever you believe, if you do not doubt, the Bible says you will have. 
So be very careful what you believe. When Be very, very careful what you speak out of your mouth. Proverbs 18 verse 21 talks about the fact that there's death and life in the power of the tongue. Your tongue is extremely powerful. Every single word you may think it's innocent what you're saying. Uh, you might say sometimes, that, oh, that person, they're killing me. Well, be careful what you say, because you wouldn't want that to translate to you be- being dead sooner than uh, when you're supposed to be passing away to the Lord. Amen. You don't want to speak death upon yourself. You don't want to encourage those things to speed up just because you have to say the words, they're killing me. This thing's killing me. Why would you say that? Because everybody else says it, right? Well, what? just because everybody else says it doesn't mean it's correct and it's what, what we need to do. We are supposed to be the example. We are supposed to be representing Christ to people. And Jesus would never say the words, God, you're killing me. Peter, you're killing me. Paul, you're, you're killing me. Jesus would never say those things. What would he say? He would say things that are full of life, love, restoration, truth. And he would speak the truth in love to people, even if it was offensive, because the gospel is offensive. So remember, generational curses are a thing of your past, and they were if you had one in before you gave your life to Christ, it did not transfer, it did not come over, because Jesus would not have allowed it to. And it was up to him whether it did or not. And he never would have said yes. But you know why? It's because he's the one that bought you, and you had no right to bring anything with you because you are not your own. You've been bought with a price. Remember, and that comes from verse 20 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. If you need prayer requests today, the email address is touchofgodradio at gmail.com. Touchofgodradio at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud under Touch of God Radio. In the meantime, thank you, Father, right now for every precious soul listening today, watching today, and we thank you for them. I speak life, healing, and wholeness to their bodies right now from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I break the spirit of witchcraft over anyone listening today. I command their bodies to be healed, their intestines to be healed. I bind the spirit of anxiety and fear. Lord, I thank you that those who are born again and truly given their life to you and allowed you into their heart, they understand they are brand new in you. They are they are believers, but they know who they are. They're new creations, and the old has passed away. So, Lord, I thank you that they take every thought captive in obedience to you and think on things that are above and not on the earth, but also that they would forget to bring up, they would just not bring up their past anymore. The old has passed away. Lord, you want them to focus on you and not their past and not the future necessarily either. But let's focus on today, focus on you, Lord, and have you direct our paths by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a lovely week.